Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Pilot Week Six Edition. We recorded last week, but of course, you know this is college radio, and that was kind of my fault as the studio host. I I might have pressed the wrong button, and we kind of lost the entire show. So it was a big waste of time. But hey, I mean, on air experience, whatever. But we are here on this early Friday morning, very or like nine nine a.m. So here in the studio. Yeah, we're all here, and we appreciate every. All you guys coming on on this early Friday morning, I certainly did not want to do it, but you know we got to do it. So we're here. We got a lot of NFL action to talk about, specifically last week, week five action. A lot of games to talk about, specifically, I guess we could start off with the Detroit Lions. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're beating of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they destroyed them by a final score of 42 to 24. Uh, Lions were a th- I believe uh, they were like a nine-point favorite in this game. They were pretty banged up. Oscar, I'll start with you. I mean, I mean how, how about those Lions? I mean, um, taking care of business. I mean, yeah, taking care of business. Look, good teams beat the teams that they need to win against. And when you're playing mm-hmm. against an 0-4 team against Carolina, yeah. this is an expected result. And so, thank God I don't have to sit here and talk about how they lost and how they are fakes and will possibly lose the division. Um, but, no, absolutely dominant win. From the Lions, even injured, this team just looks absolutely unstoppable. Like, I mean, no Amon Ra, your number one wide receiver. Jameer Gibbs was out as well, and it really didn't matter. The offense still put up 42 points, which is absolutely absurd. So, I mean, this team is just, they they look legit. They're coming. Uh, They have a really easy schedule coming up uh, these next few weeks, too. I'm I'm not really sure. And next time they drop a game might be... Two weeks at Baltimore. Probably, yeah, that's probably but, your best. I mean, chance. yeah, that even that game now looks like it's going to be a very close one. So I'm really excited about this Lions team, and you know, it, it's so it's so nice to see a legit Lions team this year. It's it, it's about time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's easy to say now that especially with uh, the Niners destroying the Cowboys uh, last Sunday night, the Lions are the Lions are probably the number one. Uh, uh, are probably the biggest competitor for, for the the Niners to possibly win the NFC. I mean, like you said, they were injured uh, up and down the roster, still put up 42 points. I mean, what's there to say that you haven't said already about them being legit? Um, I just kind of want to get into a little hypothetical situation. So if the Lions were to play the 49ers, how do you think that game would play out? Because there's been a lot of discussion about that because these are the two of kind of the front runners, but they look like two very different teams. That is that is definitely something I've been thinking about recently because, you know, I, I've checked the Lions' schedule. I, it's really unfortunate that we don't play any of the top. Well, we play the Cowboys, but um, besides Eagles, 49ers, we don't play them until we'll maybe have to face them in the playoffs. But I think it'll be... Very, I mean, we saw it against Kansas City week one. This team, it has a lot of fight in it, and I don't expect that to be any different. I, obviously, San Francisco looks like an entirely different right. beast this year. Mm-hmm. They look absolutely amazing, but I would completely expect this Lions team to be competitive. I think they have the talent this year where they can compete with a roster like the 49ers, and I mean— Dan Campbell's just not going to lay down and quit easily. No, they're going to have to yeah. – 49ers are going to have to absolutely – they're going to have a tough battle against the Lions mm-hmm. if they possibly play in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, I think this team is, again, 
really, really legit. And I think, especially later in the season, if they make the playoffs, they're going to show that a lot more, too. Yeah, and you, Oscar, you mentioned the Lions schedule. You go to Tampa uh, this coming Sunday. I mean, Tampa's not a great team. You should be able to win that game. You go to Baltimore, which is kind of tough, and then you host the Raiders for Monday Night Football. You'd assume that would be a win. And then you go to L.A. for the Chargers, and you got the Bears and the Packers. So, I mean, there are some winnable games on this schedule. Um, and I just look at, you know, talking about the 49ers being the biggest threat. I mean, the 49ers and the Eagles and the Lions are the top three teams in the NFC, in my opinion. Um, Definitely. Because you know, we, we saw, we'll get to the Cowboys in a little bit, we saw what they did. <laughs> oh, I just boy. don't think they're at that top level yet, and I think the Lions are ahead of them right now. So it's going to be interesting. Look, this Lions team is really good. Uh, you know, a lot of injuries. Uh, I don't know uh, who... Uh, no Jerry Jake or not Jerry Jacobs. Um, Brian Branch. Uh, was Brian also Branch. Out. Yes. No. Nope. Was out. Amon Ra. No Amon Ra. No. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, I mean a lot of it. A lot of injuries. Yeah. And they were they were able to come up with an 18 point victory. So that was pretty impressive. Uh, on to the more NFC North talk. Thursday night football last week. Here you very, go. Very very <laughs> exciting for me, I guess, because the Bears were able to get a win uh, over the Commanders by a final score of 40 to 20. DJ Moore had himself a day. 230 yards, three touchdowns. Justin Fields had a nice day too. Uh, Oscar, I'll start off with you. I mean, this offense is kind of taking a little bit of a step here. I know the Broncos and Commanders aren't great defenses, but look, I mean, they look – the Bears' offense has actually looked competent this last couple I, I feel couple bad weeks. that I decided to trade DJ Moore after oh, week oh, two in no. fantasy. Oh, no. What did you get back? Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I've been trying to get him back, but um, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. But, no, I mean, absolutely a great game. Um, from the Bears. One thing that is concerning is outside of DJ Moore, there was not much else offensively yeah. going on, which is a cause for concern. Only 52 yards. A little bit yards. for me. Yeah. Only, only 52 yards, and that was not to DJ Moore. Yeah. So that That's a little bit of a concern for me, but obviously it was a very great win for Chicago, a win that they definitely needed to keep a lot of jobs uh i would say so. alive and a lot of people on the team still so um great win um i mean hopefully we can see if they can continue to build off of this uh i i think justin fields looked really good i think they need to definitely let him throw the rock a lot more i i love the play calling that they're starting to do with him now definitely running a lot more qb designed runs mm-hmm. which is something that i think the Bears should be doing a lot more but um yeah great win hopefully you guys can build off of it um and i mean tough tough opponent against minnesota uh yeah, next real, week real tough yeah, yeah. so that, no, that, I mean, we'll have another we'll have another tank bowl game for you guys oh yeah definitely i mean i you go back that's a good point Oscar. you mentioned the receiving outside of dj moore who had 230 yards colt commit uh five receptions for 42 yards and a touchdown and robert tunney and only 10 yards so outside of dj moore there was really no production uh which is you know it could be a little concerning because, you know, they could double-team him and stuff like that. But uh, Justin Fields, 282 yards and four touchdowns, good for a 125 uh, rating and a 77.4 QBR. I mean, he looks he looks better. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I mean, Caleb Williams is still in this draft. <laughs> it's going to be very intriguing if the Bears do end up with a number one overall pick. But, but for right now, uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I Caleb Williams or Justin Fields right now. Yeah, I was I mean, just about to ask, like, which one would you rather have? Yeah. See – Look, if Fields continues, if he plays well against Minnesota, if he continues these performances, I mean, I guess you'd have to stick with Fields because, I mean, you can use that number one and let's say they get the number four or five pick. 
they can use that on defense. Um, you can get him, you can get a Marvin Harrison Jr. on defense. You can get a um, you can get uh, who's the guy from Florida State? Trey Verse, I believe it. The, the edge rusher. Jared Verse, uh, yeah. yeah, Jared Verse. I mean, he'd be a guy that work well in this Bears in this Bears defense. So it'd be really interesting to see because look, the Bears need defense a lot. So we'll have to see. Um, on to the Sunday night game last week, the Cowboys and the 49ers, oh, just boy. an wow. absolute. Uh, wow. It was it was it was not good from the start to finish. Uh, the Cowboys being defeated by the San Francisco 49ers, forty-two to ten. Brock Purdy, how about this guy? We need to have conversations about where 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 he ranks in the like top ten, top fifteen quarterback. Because I understand that any quarterback can succeed in this offense. I get that, and that is hundred percent true. But he, I've he is like the most one of the most efficient quarterbacks that I've seen like in a long time he just doesn't make mistakes he works within the system perfectly I mean no I, yeah I, I agree I, I mean, mean you look at these numbers uh, 1200 yards uh, for Purdy this season nine touchdowns zero interceptions I mean I don't know about MVP candidate but oh. he's looked like a very very like good quarterback so far and I yeah. just think it speaks to the System Kyle Shanahan runs because every single quarterback that has gone through Kyle Shanahan's system has looked competent. I guess Trey Lance not really because he, he only had like a game or two. Right, like he was yeah, yeah. So but, I mean, yeah, just an absolute <laughs> statement win from I the Forty Niners. Um, in terms of Brock Purdy, I think we have to look at it like this, right? Dak Prescott has to basically do the same thing that Brock Purdy has to do. With the weapons that he has on that team, Tony Pollard in the backfield, you have CeeDee Lamb uh, out out wide. Uh, literally all he has to do is just manage this offense. Don't throw three interceptions. Don't throw three interceptions mm-hmm. that look absolutely horrible and just you know continue to move the ball down the field. He has been struggling with that immensely throughout this season. Um, and Brock Purdy has done such an amazing job of orchestrating the San Francisco offense um obviously Kyle Shanahan has does have a lot to do with it his play calling is really really good but man he's the one pulling the trigger and he's the one who has to end up making these decisions and his decision making has been absolutely off the charts this year it's it's been really good um I mean yeah 10 to 42 against what people thought were going to be a really legit NFC threat this year is just absolutely nuts um I said last week if if there's Micah Parsons playing, I think this game will be closer. It didn't really matter. They absolutely shut down Micah Parsons. He was no. just nowhere to be found last or on Sunday. But yeah, I mean, th- this team, I if they're not already Super Bowl favorites, then the, this game against the Cowboys one thousand percent made them Super yeah. Bowl favorites. Um. Yeah, I agree. It's just I don't know. I don't know how much um. Some people say that he's just kind of fits in with the system. I agree with you guys. Um, he's excelling in the system. I think he just not only is he doing his job, he's doing it just with pinpoint accuracy. Mm-hmm. And um, you saw that last week. And then you go to the Dak Prescott side of things. I touched on this a couple weeks ago. I think um, there's always this time in the season. I feel like there's always this time where it's like, oh, Dak Prescott looks good. And then he lays an egg, and then he lays another egg, and then people get concerned, and then he'll have another good game, you know, some random week, and then they're like, is Dak Prescott back? 
And I just don't think that he's the answer. I mean, right now he has five touchdowns, four interceptions. Preseason, he made a goal to himself that uh, he was going to throw under 10 interceptions. So he's going to have to play, oh, play some immaculate <laughs> football. Like 16, yeah. I think that goal is going to help because he threw three interceptions on Sunday night. Uh, did not look did not look good at all. And mm-hmm. look, I mean, if the Cowboys want to be taken seriously, Dak, it starts with Dak because yes. – he needs to stop turning the ball over. And look, the Cowboys have a really good roster, and I just I feel like Dak needs to perform better because I just I don't know if you agree with me, Oscar, but like you know he he just doesn't like look. I feel like he's just like regressed a little bit. I agree. I agree. Um, it, it, he has been ever since his rookie year. Um, just getting slightly worse and worse as the years have gone on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, where we saw it again this week where. He, this team just cannot be taken seriously until we see something different mm-hmm. out of Dak Prescott yeah. that's not throwing three interceptions in a game. And to mention, it, people may say that these these interceptions were his fault. These were oh, yeah. these were blatant, were horrible throws by Dak Prescott. Sure, there are some like some interceptions from QBs. You could say, oh, well, wide receiver dropped it. It was a bad. It was a tipped pass. Like it was not their fault. These were these were blatantly. Bad throws mm-hmm. by Dak Prescott, which is very much cause for concern um, for the Cowboys. And I mean, to, we really thought that that defense was going to be legit too, and they let up forty-two points yeah, to I San mean. Francisco. I mean, they mm-hmm. they are really missing Trayvon Diggs. I think in that back, he allows them to I, do a I lot agree, more yeah. things in the front seven. Allows them to pressure a lot more because they know that they have a legit cornerback one in the backfield. And I think. Him not being there is very it it the, the Cowboys defense is definitely missing him a lot. I feel like no, yeah. I 100%. I agree. Um, I just think look if, if the Cowboys want to be the Super Bowl team, Zach has to play better. I think it's just that's just the bottom line. On to the AFC North. Jack Davids Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers upset the Baltimore Ravens seventeen to ten. Look, I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but hey, I called it the because are going to the Super Bowl. an interdivision home dog, always, especially the Steelers at home, I feel like will always do it. Mm-hmm. And the standard is the standard, seventeen to ten over the Baltimore Ravens. Jack, I'll start with you. I mean, the, the defense looked really good mm-hmm. um, and held their own. T.J. Watt with the game-ending inter- or game-ending sacker, I believe it was sacker interception, was uh, one of those. It was like a, it was a sack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gotta love the win. I mean, I am not surprised that it was close. Honestly, I'm not really surprised that we won. It's just kind of how they, these Ravens and Steelers games go. Who knows what happened? I mean, the fourth quarter was crazy. Uh, there was a safety, two field goals, and a touchdown. So we had, uh, yeah, 14 points straight in the game. But great win. I need to go back to Matt Canada, who is the bane of my existence. Did you guys see... Oh, His reaction it. to George Pickens' <laughs> touchdown. So game when he touchdown, he's like he doesn't want to be. So he just, Pickett, he like hates his life. So Pickett uh, pre-snap changes the protection and then put and then puts Pickens on a go route, and he scores obviously off it. Canada, I'm assuming because he he couldn't have been the superhero in the moment that it wasn't his play call. Didn't celebrate his team going up. I mean, everyone and, everyone hates Mac Canada. And on top. On top of the comments that he made uh, Wednesday about his players not playing well, I can't express how badly I want this. I want this member off the staff, but 
I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys go. I'm gonna get about, too ahead of myself here. How about the um the opening day for the Pittsburgh Penguins? I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> the Fire Canada chants just roaring through the hockey arena. It yeah. just shows That's how, good how much a, it goes. Sports town Pittsburgh is. Yeah, they know what's up. <laughs> it's a di- it's a different uh, sport, and they're still chanting Fire Matt Canada. So um yeah no I mean great game from Jalen Warren uh. He looks a lot better than oh, Najee Harris yeah, he's has awesome. looked he's yeah, these past uh, couple couple weeks. So maybe Pittsburgh's finally found their running back one, hopefully. Um, yeah, but, I mean, looking at the Baltimore side of this game, this was an absolute – I mean, this was a choke job at, Catch its, the ball. at its finest. So many I, I mean, there are so many drop passes. Not to begin, just the drop passes in I general. I feel so bad for Lamar. Were I mean, enough. I mean – you cannot you cannot look at this game and say Lamar Jackson lost in this football uh-uh. game. It was one thousand percent his wide receivers, and Lamar was putting a lot of these balls on the money, especially these two touchdown passes that uh-huh. both Andrews and Rashad Bateman dropped. I mean, the, these were very very good Three, passes. Actually. Three. He had he had, he had a uh, a fade route to Nelson Aguilar that was a perfect ball and it went right through right Nelson, through Nelson his Aguilar's hands. hands. Surprise, right surprise. through his hands. Zay Flowers had another huge drop that would have been a twenty five yard gain. I counted like five or six. That it, it was it was game. bad. I mean even even the offensive play calling too. I mean you're really gonna throw a goal line fade to yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> And that's going to be your go-to play, Odell Beckham Jr. Okay, you can make the one-handed catch, but like great not, wide receiver. Not, not um, but after how many injuries, how many ACL injuries he's had at this he's, point? He's Two, three. I, he's not. He's no, not your he's type slow. of goal he's, line yeah. fade type of wide receiver anymore. That was just absolutely horrible play calling. I thought on the offensive side of Baltimore, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure Baltimore will be fine. I thought their offense, obviously, besides the drops looked really good they were moving the ball a lot on a very stout Pittsburgh defense but man if these wide receivers continue to have these problems they're in for a a very very long season if that's the case yeah I I still have to think the Ravens are the favorite in the north I know the Steelers are technically leading right now because we have the win over them but I mean it doesn't take a a person that even knows football to watch both these teams and understand that the Ravens are better. It's just, that's just how it is. And that's coming from me. Right. So I think their offense is greatly improved from last year. I know they maybe it's not perfect, but the drops isn't going to be an issue week to week. I I say that we'll, we'll see how it goes against Tennessee uh, early Sunday, but yeah, I still, I still think this Ravens team will win the division and go far, but uh, it's, it's nice to get one, you know. It's nice to get one. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see these next few weeks. They play the Lions in a couple weeks, so see how they play against the legit defense. And because I do think that their offense is a lot better than ten, you know, ten mm-hmm. points. Um, but yeah, those wide receivers really need to get it together, or they're gonna be just in a lot of trouble. And this your Steelers might steal the division. I. <laughs> Hey, if, I don't if know. Uh, Matt Canada gets his act together, we'll see. I mean, it's still got a lot of maybe. talent. But that, de- that defense played really well. Uh, T.J. Yeah. Watt, I mean, I still think he's a defensive player of the year candidate every single year. Especially, I mean, he's just an absolute Leading wreck. the league in sacks right now. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. he's going to be he's really good. So, the Monday night game. Uh, Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers fell to the Las Vegas Raiders by a final score of 13-17 in Vegas. Uh, look, I mean, Jordan Love... I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say he had high expectations, but 
he had better expectations year, than this. Yeah, he just hasn't looked that great over the last uh, few weeks. I mean, this his performance against the Raiders, 182 yards, three interceptions. And it started off the year against the Bears, 245, three touchdowns, and then against the Falcons, 151 for three touchdowns. And it kind of all went downhill from there. I mean, is it it's safe to say Jordan Love? I mean, it's his first year starting. Is it just safe to say that like he's just not going to be like anything special I, this year or I mean, in the future? Considering how bad this Raiders defense is, and he put up three interceptions yeah, you can't do that against them. That's just the no good quarterback is ever going to do that against what I think is a really really bad defense in the Las Vegas. To be fair, Max Crosby was annihilating that offensive line. Oh, he was eating them alive. That's a that's another cause. Max Crosby is a different beast in himself, but I I mean, again, outside of that, they don't really have much talent on that end of the ball. Um, yeah, Packers offense just seems to be in a little bit of a rut here now. Mm -hmm. I mean. They they can't really they haven't been able to run the ball since Aaron Jones has been out. Um, AJ Dillon's not it. Yeah, AJ Dillon he he's great when you can have Aaron Jones run for the first three quarters and then just have AJ Dillon absolutely come in with fresh legs and just run over tired defenders. But if you don't have that combination together, it's not AJ Dillon by himself. It's just he's only not a, like a, a situational running back. Like yeah, if you're in like a second and one or. A, third and two like, yeah like he, he's a he's a good short down exactly. type of running back but um yeah this was a horrible performance from this green bay offense um i i i don't think yeah jordan loves not the answer i think we knew this for the past couple of years he had a couple good starts i guess in preseason right. and mm-hmm. i mean last year he had a couple good starts i think but i think if you look at his overall body of work, you know he's just—he's not the guy for Green Bay. See, I'm not—I'm not ready to give up on him just yet. Yeah, I mean, he showed a lot of promise early in the year. I just feel like teams have caught up on him on tape. Um, I, I agree, but I think with the quarterback class that is coming in in this year's draft and the Packers being see, I don't think the Packers going to be that. Bad. I think the Packers have too good a roster yeah, to, I don't to think be that bad. I, I, think, I feel like they're an A nine football team right I, now. I I get that, but I think now if they, especially if they lose next week, I think they have to take a look at themselves and say, you know, what if is he really our guy? And I mean, this would be the perfect year for them to tank. I think for a legit quarterback, which I mean is something they haven't done in a long, long time. That's not really the Packer brand, but I think that's something that they might have to consider this year if they want to be able to take that next step and come back to that uh, NFC championship type of team that they had for the past uh, three, four years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's rough to see a quarterback. I think legitimately get worse and worse throughout the season. I mean, I. They they have a game in Denver coming up. Uh, it'll be next Sunday, uh, so I guess maybe he has a chance to rebound here. But yeah, I don't. Th- I think it's too early to call uh, to call him into question. I understand he has been playing the well, but he still is young. Not a lot of experience. It's a lot different from like this and like and like Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's been the that starting quarterback since 2016. He needs to go. Uh, Jordan Love. I still think he needs some time, but. It's hard for me to say that he would be that he's going to be that guy for Green Bay, but hey, th- hey, they can go through quarterback troubles. They've had Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre back to back. 
they can they can struggle like the rest. I th- I think they should afford after 40, 40 years of having yeah they they can Hall struggle. of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, it's exactly. it's about time that they're able to struggle in quarterback a, a little, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much just kind of to summarize. I uh, the Green Bay, yeah, like you guys have said, have had great quarterbacks for years and years to just dominate. You know the Lions and. <laughs> Now it's our turn to have a pretty good quarterback in Jared Goff. But, uh, yeah, Jordan Love, you watch these games. He just looks really, I don't know how to say it, like kind of confused in the pocket. Just Mm -hmm. when he drops back, he just doesn't really look like he knows what to do in certain situations. And I think, like you guys said, that came with teams watching this tape and saying, oh, this is all he can do. Let's stop this. And – yeah, I think that's a big part of why he's kind of regressed these past few games, and it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of figure it out and what adjustments he might make. I'm not going to guarantee that he will make adjustments because, yeah, I'm not really sure that he's, you know, the answer here. Yeah, I mean, Bay. definitely not. I, th- I think his deep ball needs a lot of work. I mean, I've seen a lot a lot of his throws that I feel like are his overthrows or underthrows, so... Needs a lot of work there. And go to the Packers schedule. You got Denver. You got the bye week this week, and you got Denver on October 22nd. Then you host Minnesota and L.A. Rams. Two winnable games, and then you got to go to Pittsburgh. I mean, that's going to be a fun game to watch. I mean, two teams are kind of fighting for their playoff lives in that game. Jack yeah, is just sitting there in disgust. I I will be betting the other Quarterback for that battle game. of the century. Kenny yeah. Pickett, Jordan Love, yeah. It's going to be really interesting. And then you got the Chargers at home. I mean, that's a winnable game. And then you got the Lions at Thanksgiving, and that's kind of the that's kind of the test seeing are you for real in that game. So, it'll be really interesting to see how that all shakes out. So, on to a quick topic we're going to touch on. Justin Jefferson, one of the best receivers in the NFL, went down uh, with an inju- a hamstring injury. Or was that a quad injury? Uh, I think it was something. It was it was either hamstring or quad uh, against the Kansas City luck. Chiefs in that loss uh, hamstring, on yeah. Sunday afternoons. Yeah. And he's going to be out for four weeks. Uh, so I mean, going on IR, I mean. At the minimum, four weeks. And, and we were talking about this before the show. D- do you think Justin Jefferson is a trade candidate this before the trade deadline, or at least in the offseason, because I, the Vikings look, let's face it, the Vikings are in rebuild mode. They're not going anywhere. They're 1-4. Their defense, I mean, their offensive line is solid, but their defense isn't great. Um, I mean, look, I, I just don't, like, they, had, they had a good season last year, but their point differential was negative. It was, um, yeah. They got kind of lucky, I'm, I'm going to have to say, uh, this year, they're kind of we're kind of seeing what they are. So is Justin Jefferson? Can he be a trade candidate? I know Kirk it's, Cousins will be. It's so I I one thousand percent agree. I think Kirk Cousins is a trade candidate. Yeah. I would look for them to, to trade him in season, maybe to the Jets? Question mark. We'll see if they decide to pull the trigger on that. But I it's so hard because Justin Jefferson is such a good player. He's a once in a generation so, talent. So good. He's so that good. if I don't know if you can trade away a player like that. Like, yeah. it, 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 it was different when Carolina did it with Christian McCaffrey. He had a lot of injury struggles at his time at Carolina, and it yeah. seems like— And he's a running back. And it's he's different. a running back, so it's it was different. sort of like time for him to go uh-huh. at that point. You could see it, but, man, I, I mean, trading away Being a player— the best receiver. Yeah. I, I just mean, don't see it. Trading away a player like Justin Jefferson is just something that, as a franchise, sets you back so much. <laughs> I mean— 
we saw it when they lost Randy Moss and Chris Carter back in the 90s. It just was not the same team afterward. And they had to let both of them go. But, I, I mean, I, I think it's something that does need to be discussed, especially with the start that Minnesota has. I mean, and looking at the schedule, it does not get any better. They play San Francisco in two weeks and then go to Chicago next week as well. But... Uh, yeah, it, it unfortunately does have to be on their minds, which, I mean, really stinks. Yeah. But, yeah, I, it would be such a big blow to that team, and obviously that'd be the sign that they're doing a lot more changes if they decide to pull the trigger and trade Justin Jefferson. Yeah, the, the real question is you you got to sit him down and be like, hey, be completely transparent, be honest. Do you want to be here? And if, it, and, and if it's a no, his contract – uh, runs out at the end of this year. So if he doesn't want to come back and he's going to leave in free agency anyways, you should try to trade him. But, I mean, I definitely think Kirk should be out the door, and I think I think the best option for Minnesota would be to trade Kirk, tank the rest of this year, go get Caleb Williams, Drake May, pair that with Justin Jefferson. I mean, you're already, I, I would say, that's probably a, better a, that's off. That's a great start to a rebuilding exactly. team. One of the better starts, I would say, to yeah, a but, rebuild. And you get out of Kirk's contract, which is a lot. Yeah. And You're going to have to pay. You got Jet is a lot. They are going to have to bring the Brinks truck out for JJ. He's going to get, get the biggest right, contract yeah. ever for a wide receiver. See, what are you going to get right back for so. Jefferson, though? Like, I agree. I don't think they should trade him because he's a generational type of receiver. But you're going to be asking for two firsts and maybe another pick. I, I, mean, I think you would get that. From somebody, I, I mean, someone would be willing to trade that. I believe on the uh, Green and White report last Sunday, uh, Zach Sardanic brought up the thought of that this was disgusting. Uh, the Bengals <laughs> oh. go get that you pair what? Justin Jefferson back up with his. Oh boy! Um, with all the respect, I love Zach Sardanic, <laughs> our sports director. I think this, this but... is more in free agency, not to trade for him, but still, like the idea of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson. I Being on a team again, I, I think they have. I, I think the Bengals. I mean, it, a it's a hypothetical. It's crazy, but I mean, they have the pieces to to trade for. You want to get Jefferson. yourself. I mean, you want to get yourself back in the Super Bowl, uh, like contention like this that. year. You go get Justin. But I feel I, like like you already you already have T Higgins and and uh, Chase. Like I, that's the thing. I think T Higgins would be in that trade if they decided to trade okay. for Jefferson. Yeah, this was I mean, with the assumption that T Higgins is not back. Because I don't oh, think I feel like you just you upgrade think... the defense. I mean, look, yeah. Chase is really, really good, and you don't need another receiver. Get Jefferson Chase. I mean, that would be that would be cool, but that I I I would I wouldn't see that happening. So the way I see it is, um, I think Jefferson is just too much of a talent to stay. But I think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but he's a replaceable quarterback. I think that they can get better, and I think Jack, I really like your idea of like if this season's kind of a stinker go for a quarterback get um Caleb or May or any of those talented quarterbacks pair him with Justin Jefferson and just build off of that mm-hmm. but I don't think uh Jefferson's going anywhere no because you, you look at the wide receiver core it's not just Justin Jefferson they got Jordan Addison KG Osborne who is in my opinion very underrated I mean you yeah you get one of these young quarterbacks I think you're you're right back on your feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Joe Burrow and the Bengals, uh, Bengals, uh, I wouldn't say putting a statement together, but their offense did look better in their win against the Arizona Cardinals, thirty-four to twenty. Justin Jeff or uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, <laughs> Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase had a day. Um, 
He went for 15 receptions, 192, 192 yards, and three touchdowns. Joe Burrow going for 317, three touchdowns and interception. Uh, is this offense back yet? Um, I think I have to see this a little bit more consistently yeah, I mean, and against a team that is not the Arizona Cardinals, who yeah. are purposefully trying to lose this year. But, no, obviously I, it was a really great game from Joe Burrow. Uh, this is finally what we've been wanting to see all year from him and Jamar Chase especially. They finally refigured out their connection with each other. He looks, I mean, Joe Burrow looks a lot better, I would say, a lot more healthier, mm-hmm. I would say as well. Um, he did not look, uh, he looked like he was able to move around the pocket a little bit better and that calf was not bothering as him as much but um yeah i mean great game from cincinnati their defense played lights out mm-hmm. against arizona too um but yeah all around a great game from cincinnati hopefully we can start seeing some more of this uh they have a really big game next week against the seahawks that hopefully they can uh Put together another type of offensive day like they did against the Cardinals. Their and next three games are brutal. They it, have Seattle a, at home. They have to go to San Francisco, and then they have the Bills at home. I it's mean, a it's a gauntlet to yeah. say the least. And that's and, a test of seeing that this team is for real. I mean to cut you off. But I I think it's a real test to see if if this team is exactly contending this year because you know we thought you know a couple weeks ago hey maybe the Bengals are taking kind of an off here. I mean they look good, but no, it, it's really gonna be interesting because you got you get. <laughs> God, they do have a brutal schedule. I mean, Seahawks, 49ers, Bills, even ah, the Texans is not two gonna Super Bowl be contenders, a... and the Seahawks are gonna, probably going to be a playoff team. Yeah. I like their team a lot. Really so. good, yeah. I mean, really interesting. I mean, Matt, do you have anything to add? I mean, this is like a brutal schedule. Um, yeah, I mean, just um, Burrow's last game was kind of just yeah. therapeutic to me. <laughs> therapeutic. Just great to see him. Yeah, doing well, doing as well as he usually does. Um. But yeah, this schedule is going to be a tough one. I do think that they can sneak in, uh, you know, a couple of those wins though. Then, if, well, that would be a dangerous six or seventh seed if they just get in. If, like, yeah, I would not want to be that two or three seed. I, I yeah, the season's far from over. Exactly, um, definitely. On to the Thursday night game that took place last, last night. night. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Denver Broncos. I mean, it was a stinker. I'm mean, nineteen to eight. Uh, Jack, you mentioned that you had that you had a nugget before we co- went yeah. on here. First 19-8 game since 1927. So exactly. it wasn't a score gami, but Nearly. that was 19-8. That, that I wish really it was. It would make this game more exciting. Uh, but, God. yeah, I Russell Wilson, 95 yards. I mean, this um, game was Two interceptions. I'm ready to say that he's cooked. I mean, he's just not. And he, and he hasn't been, like, terrible this year. Like, he's been, as a quarterback-wise, like, not, like, that bad, but I mean, this game was really bad. Uh, Corlin Sutton, I mean, the highlight for them, Corlin Sutton had a great one handed catch. I don't know if you guys saw that for that, that touchdown. Was a great it was really, catch. really nice, but I mean, what is what is there to pull from this game? Um, Bronco season is over. Um, the Sean Payton experiment has failed. Um, it is, they are. I mean, they've already been open for business. It is time for them to be more open for business. Yeah, I think I've so heard much. or heard some stuff on uh, Twitter X that uh, uh, Patrick Sertan Jr. or C- or the, the second, the second, the second whatever, uh, he's open or they're looking to trade him. I mean, he was a 2021 uh, first round pick and he's a I, hell he's of a talent. A, he's a top five corner in the league, yeah. which, I mean... I believe the Broncos are going to be asking for a first-round pick. They're going to sell off a lot of their defense. They just got rid of Randy Gregory. They just got rid of uh, Frank, Frank Clark. Clark. And Frank Clark, 
I if I was like a tender, I would love to have Frank Clark on my team because apparently he's like really good in the postseason. He's a he's a he's a, a veteran rusher. guy. He's a guy who's been to multiple right. Super Bowls yep. with the Chiefs. Um, he's a guy who could definitely elevate your defense. And I mean, in the postseason, he is just an absolute monster and has been for the Chiefs. But it's definitely you know it seemed like a team that's looking to sort of come up. Maybe Detroit could Ooh. also. Could have yeah. used Frank Clark, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it, he's a great piece to add on your team, and obviously Patrick Sertan is going to be a really great piece for either of these teams to add. Um, maybe again Detroit. Possibly. I feel like they'll know. I think Frank Clark makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, Patrick Sertan also makes sense, but Frank Clark and Aiden Hutchinson in that the playoffs would be, would be really that good. would be really that would good. be scary. Um, yeah. A lot of teams, I think, would be concerned for that pass rush if they had. Oh, I agree. I mean, two. it's it's sell off time for the Broncos. I think the Russell Wilson experiment, I think we all know, has failed. I mean, you gave up a ton to get him, um, and they're, and they're you're locked still, into him. So and that contract know. kicks in next year. That five year, two hundred and fifty million dollar extension. <sighs> I believe much, it was. Buddy. It was something nuts. Way I mean, I, I just don't. He looks cooked. Everyone. The offseason talk was all oh, Russ is going, is getting back in shape. Sean Payton's going to fix him. None of that has happened so far. So, um, I mean, and also I want to talk about Kansas City for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh-huh. I'm very, I have one red flag about this team. I like their dip, the different place calling that they've gone to this year. They're not really taking a lot more deep shots and it's not like the explosive offense that we've usually seen from Kansas City they're a little bit more they, you know try to move the ball down they the field they can't really do that with the they receivers can't, they, they have. can't really do that with the team that they the receiving core they have right now no. obviously but um i think a lot of cause for concern was their red zone offense it did not look good to have the Denver night. Bronco defense like kind of lock you up yeah. in the red zone. Not good. That's, Worst that's, defense in the NFL. That's a that's a very it's a very big cause Only for concern. Points. And I mean, yeah. it, it was it was it was everything. They couldn't really throw the ball in the red zone. There wasn't much going on in the run game. It, Isaiah Pacheco got really shut down in the red zone. He had a solid game overall, but I mean, I I think that looking into the future, that's something that. I mean, the Chiefs definitely need to definitely need to work on is mm-hmm. fixing that red zone offense because it's going to come at, at some point when they have to play one of these legit teams or a team in the playoffs. It's going to come back to bite them if they can't figure it out sometime soon. Yeah, I mean, oh, um, before the game, you guys did you guys see the whole stuff between oh, uh, the Jerry, Steve Judy, Smith, Jerry and Judy Steve Smith? So <laughs> Steve Smith absolutely, absolutely like just. Went in on Jerry Judy, calling him a jag, and jag just stands a for just a guy. Uh, and then I assume Jerry Judy must have heard it. I don't know. He was being, he was kind of like he was very vocal. He was, yeah, he was yelling and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and this comes after the uh, trade rumors that they might be trading Jerry Judy, uh, which it's just kind of a mess. I mean, yeah, I just, I, I think Denver needs to blow it up. And as far as the Kansas City side, you mentioned like they just don't have a lot of good receivers. Uh, their second round pick, Rasheed Rice, has actually looked decent. Uh, He's four really receptions, good. seventy-two yards. But other than that, Travis Kelsey had a big day. Nine receptions, one hundred twenty-four yards. I'm not going to mention a uh, certain someone that was in the stands because who, who, who really cares, right? I just want, I just want to talk about Travis there Kelsey. Was, there was significantly less camera pans, but there was which was still good, which I liked. A so. lot of like, pans. It's just like, and they did, they did a thing like before the game, like talking about like how she's like 
she's increasing viewership and i i get it i understand this is a good thing for the nfl it is but like it's getting annoying sometimes i, I don't even know why i mentioned it i that was that's ah, on no. me because i just don't you, care you know who we're talking about I you know we don't say wait we're not you gonna know, say you know names but yeah I just, I just don't care so travis kelsey had a big day nine receptions 124 yards uh, he's still the go-to factor there we're gonna go on the pick em. uh we got a lot of good games this week. It's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. So we got, I just picked kind of the marquee games because there's, I just didn't really bother picking a bunch of big point spreads. And obviously the one big point spread is Giants-Bills for Sunday night. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So on to the pick em. 49ers going to the Browns. I This line is not accurate now. It's actually minus 10 because oh, no Deshaun Watson. It looks like P.J. Oh, Walker yeah. is going to get the start. He's a legend. And P.J. Walker. I don't know what I don't know what's going on there because Kevin Stefanski said, "Oh, Deshaun would be back after the bye week," and he's not he's back not yet. Back. And it, it looks like he had a setback. So, uh, Niners are a ten point favorite at Cleveland with PJ Walker. I'm going with the Niners here because I just uh, PJ Walker is not good because he was the Bears' backup in the preseason. He looked horrible. So. Yeah, um, I'm not sh- quite sure why Cleveland would not start. DTR over uh, he, he wasn't Walker. like great in their last he game, wasn't great but he's still but he's, he's, he's I, I think he's a better option than walking P, throwing PJ Walker out I there would say so too, I would yeah. say but um, it, it it won't matter what backup quarterback Cleveland throws in it's gonna be San Francisco minus 10 um, I think Cleveland's defense will probably step up I think they'll hold sort of suppress that San Francisco offense hopefully um, if they want to be take it as a legit defense but um yeah it's gonna be san francisco big yeah i mean i I have to agree with you there even though it's in cleveland and cleveland has a really good defense but like there needs to be serious conversations about san francisco about an undefeated season and maybe one of the best nfl teams i really don't see when they're gonna lose their next game i can't i i don't see i don't see how they are can lose going ahead here but yeah uh, i'll take uh niners minus 10 um, yeah, it's going to be Niners, and it's relatively easy. I mean, they would have won this game probably with uh, the Browns starting Deshaun Watson. They still win this game he, he, pretty he's comfortably. Not it's just, yeah. They're just the better football team overall. Yeah. So, yeah. On to uh, the London game, the Ravens and the Titans. Uh, Ravens are a four-point favorite. <sighs> Look, I mean, it's so weird because it's so weird for these teams traveling out uh, overseas to see how they perform. Uh, you know what? I'll go Ravens here. Um, I just look. I just don't trust this Titans offense yet. I think the Ravens get a bounce back win here. It's just it's so confusing because I don't know how these teams are going to perform overseas. It just it never seems to like you saw the Bills last week lose that game. Um, so I'm going to go Ravens here. Um, yeah, I think I'm also going to go Ravens. Uh, I think Tennessee has a chance to keep it close, mm-hmm. maybe. I think it, I think it's going to be like a low scoring. I think game. I think it'll be a low scoring game. I think Derrick Henry will end up having a good game against this Baltimore defense. But um, yeah, give me Baltimore to win out, uh, and also yeah, cover. I think they'll end up winning it in a close battle in London. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the the Ravens minus four. As well, sorry. Um, I don't feel great about this. If I was actually betting this game, if I was of age, um, I would probably stay away from it. But, yeah, I'll take Ravens minus four. Ravens minus four. That's <clears throat> that's pretty much 
all I could say, say right? Yeah. I mean, Titans don't really present any. Titans might be the most much. boring team in the league. Yeah, they're so just hard. not. I like hate them and like them the Saints. This is it's probably my least favorite game <laughs> of the slate. On to the NFC North. No Justin Jefferson in this game for the Vikings, who are two and a half point favorites at the Bears. Dare I say? Do I dare I pick the Bears? You know what? I'm going to. I'm going to take the Bears at home. I think their offense is starting to click. This Minnesota defense isn't great. Um, Minnesota just isn't like both these teams aren't very good. I'm going to lean the Bears here. So give me the Bears plus the two and a half. Um, I. I actually think I'm going to have to join you on this crazy chain and agree with you here. Uh, I think the Minnesota Vikings run off run defense is it's horrible this year. They're bottom in the league for it. Um and Chicago the one thing they do best is run the ball. So, I think they're going to it's going to open up a lot more for Justin Fields um with the running game going and I think DJ Moore will end up having another big game. Uh, outside receiving, so give me give me the Bears. Went two straight here. I, oh my gosh, am I actually <laughs> gonna do this? I will also take the Bears <laughs> as well. I think I think, you know, one team has, uh, well, had Justin Jefferson doesn't have Justin Jefferson anymore. Um, yeah, Vikings. This is just not gonna be their year. I think the Bears will win this game. And just a quick little side note: you look at the rest of their schedule. I think they can maybe win six games heading like after all of the <sighs> everything to begin the season, everything. If they can hone in on Justin Fields and he can play like he has the last two games, I think the Bears could be a lot better than we thought they were. Yeah, I mean, they do have a winnable schedule. I mean, you, you got the Raiders next week um, at home, and then you, you go to LA for the Chargers. That's kind of a tough game. You got the Saints, Panthers. I mean, those those two are winnable games. So it's gonna be really, really interesting to see how this rest of the season shakes out. I think six games maybe is doable, but we'll have to see. And what's your you got to pick? Um, yeah. So I am also gonna go the Bears. So it's gonna be the Bears all, all across the board, wow. um, which gosh. will make us look really that. bad if they drop this game. <laughs> but I think they're gonna uh, lose by twenty now. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jay. I think uh, <laughs> no Justin Jefferson is gonna be just horrible, horrible for the Vikings. Um, I think that their offense is really gonna struggle and. The Bears' offense kind of ascending, Vikings kind of descending now. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. fell off a cliff without Jefferson, and uh, most likely, yeah. I mean, like you said, after all like the stuff that kind of went on with the Bears, all the publicity about you know the what Fields said about the coaches and blah blah blah, all that stuff. It really does seem like the his uh, plays have kind of changed. It seems like mm-hmm. he's been a lot playing a lot more freely and a lot more uh, the way he wants to play, which is mm-hmm. has worked for him the past couple weeks offensively, so I think that'll continue. Mm-hmm. Next up, another NFC mat- NFC North matchup, or one team is NFC North. you got the Lions traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Lions are three-point favorites in this late Sunday afternoon matchup. I'm going to go Lions here. Um, Bucks are – I think the Bucks can honestly – I think they can win this division, but I'm gonna go Lions in this game. I just think they're the better team. So, um, yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go with the Lions here. Um, Mike Evans is questionable for this game, so mm-hmm. if he does not play, it, that offense does not have much outside of him and Chris Godwin, and it's only really productive when they're both on the field. So, I'm if he doesn't play, it's gonna be 
not much of a close game. But also, um, Tampa Bay's run defense has not looked really good throughout this year, which is one it's of the sh- it should have been one of their it should have been one of their strong suits. I feel like for this year because they didn't lose much on the defensive end of the ball. Um, in the offseason, and obviously when you have David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs possibly playing again this week, maybe uh, it's going to be a long day for the Buccaneers on defense. So, uh, yeah, give me Detroit. Yeah, I get this game is in Tampa, so that's why maybe the spread is minus three. I don't, I still don't get it, though. I mean, Lions are a top, uh, undoubtedly so far, a top five team in the league. And Tampa, they are three and one. Good for them, but they've also those wins are against the Vikings, the Bears, and the Saints. So, yeah, I'll take Lions uh, minus three here pretty easily. Um, yeah, I'm looking at your screen here. The ESPN like matchup predictor shows 55 percent, which is insane. chance to win for the Lions. And be doing. is it kind of? I think it might be kind of crazy to see say that I kind of see that. Like I see where that percentage is coming from. I'm not. Uh, I do think the Lions – I'm going to take the Lions to win this game, but I do see an opportunity here for the Lions to kind of slip up in kind of a funky game in Tampa Bay. Um, but I think they will win. They should win. They have the better team to win, especially if um, uh, the Bucks are banged up a little bit. Um, but I can see the Buccaneers sneaking this win by them, you know. Mm-hmm. But – I'm going to go with the Lions. So we all, all right, so Matt's got the Lions. On to Seahawks and Bengals. Bengals are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. You know, I'm going to go Seahawks here. I really like this team this year. Um, I can't believe that the Seahawks are like a 3-1 team, and they beat Lions in overtime. This is a pretty good football team right now, so I'm going to go Seahawks plus the two-and-a-half. I just don't trust the Bengals as of yet, so give me the Seahawks on the road. Oh. I think I'm actually going to go Cincinnati. I think at home, I think they're going to have another great offensive night um, from Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Um, it, do we know if DK Metcalf is going to play this week? Because um, um, I know no. he's been dealing with injuries, and that's been— He's still questionable right now. He was non, he was a non-participant la- uh, yesterday. So, so. I, Even if I, he doesn't play, they have a lot of depth at receiver. You got JSN, Jackson, Jigba, and then— uh, you got you got uh, Lockett. Tyler Lockett still yeah. doing it. Uh, this is like his tenth year or something. He's yeah. He's still I, out for long. I think I think this game is going to be a. I think it's going to be a high scoring offensive battle between two great offenses. But I think right. I think the Bengals are going to end up squeaking it out here, and I think they get the win. Yeah, I think this is this probably will be the maybe the best game of the week, maybe the best game of the year so far because you have a really good Seattle team and you have a desperate. Cincinnati team, uh, there's desperate like they if they drop this game they they go to two and four especially with the next two games ahead of us they they could lose the season really so this is going to be big for the Bengals big for the Seahawks but yeah if the Bengals can keep doing what they did last week which is hard to say because we don't know if they could maybe do that again it was against Arizona but I'll take I'll take the Bengals here uh, in a really close one. Uh, I think maybe they win by three, so they just get above that minus two and a half. But, yeah, I'll take the Bengals. I'm going to also take the Bengals. Um, I think they are playing some desperation football now at this point, like you said. Um, So I think 
the Seahawks game of their next few games is probably their most uh, winnable game. So they got to yep. prove themselves to go into those next couple games. So with that said, I think the Bengals are going to take care of business because they have to. Mm-hmm. On to the Monday night game, a very entertaining Monday night game this week. you got the Cowboys, who are two-point favorites, at the L.A. Chargers. Chargers are coming off of a bye. I just I don't trust Dallas right now. I'm going to go Chargers here. Um, I know I'm I, not, a, not a Brandon Staley fan, but I like that they're coming off of a bye. And it's at home. I just I know there's going to be a lot of Cowboys fans there. And... Uh, I got the I got the Chargers in this game. Yeah, I think I'm also going to go with uh, Los Angeles. Um, again, Cowboys defense has looked horrible these past two weeks, um, and this Chargers offense it's it's really good. So um, I think they're gonna. I think the Cowboys defense is in for another tough week uh, against this team, and I don't think their offense is going to be able to do enough against LA. So I am also going to go with the Chargers. Yeah, this I this is tough because I, I want to say the Chargers because Dak Prescott's been playing really bad, but the Chargers are also coached by Brandon Staley. So, <sighs> man, the Cowboys were humiliated last week. I think they come back and, and they pick up a win in LA, but uh, I think Brandon Staley's going to help them because uh, he's – terrible he's going to make some bad uh coach decisions if i had to bet so yeah i'll take the i'll take the cowboys here yeah um i'm gonna also mm, no i'm gonna go with the chargers i think um i like i like um their chances at home against the struggling cowboys team so matt's got the Chargers, and we're going to go with the Sunday night game. I completely skipped that for some reason because I, I would like to skip it because this game is terrible. Giants <laughs> the at the Bills. Oh, yeah. Sunday night football. Uh, Bills are a 13.5-point favorite. I'm so sick of the Giants on prime time. Uh, look, Bills, Giants did not cover last week. I'm going to go Bills here um, at home. I just I don't see any scenario where the Giants cover it. Daniel Jones might not even play, so I'm going to go Bills here. Minus 13.5. Yeah, I am also going to go Bills. It's not going to be close. Uh, Josh Allen has looked absolutely amazing so far this season outside of that uh, Jets game that he had in the first week. So I think they continue to roll on offense and absolutely steamroll the Giants. I would also like to point out really quick, um, the Broncos have just released Frank Clark. Really? Um, Yeah. So so they have agreed to restructure his contract on Wednesday. So, last thing I'm going to say before we log off, Detroit. Go get him. Go get him. Yeah. Please go get him. I want to go deep in the playoffs to get a guy like that. I, we, him it, and Hutchinson. I could not imagine that line with Aiden Hutchinson, Isaiah Bugs, Frank Clark, and James Houston when he comes back on it. That is a scary defensive line. That's really scary. Okay. Uh, back to the Giants and the, and the Bills here. So, we have, we have the uh, New York team versus the actual New York team. Uh, 13 and a half. That... That's a big number, but the Giants are really bad. Um, but also, I don't know what's, what to expect from this Bills team. They they're pretty inconsistent. I mean, they go, uh, they've they're coming off three wins in a row. I would no before the the Jags game. Sorry. So they they were coming off three games, three wins in a row, and then they kind of laid an egg against the J, uh, the Jags, and then obviously opening night they lost to the the Jets. So. You you don't know what you're gonna get with this Buffalo team, but 
Night game, home, bad Giants team. Yeah, I'll take the Bills. I'm gonna also, I'm gonna also take the Bills, and it's not even gonna be remotely close. I mean, this Bills, this Bills team has, we've seen how they kind of bounced back from that loss against the Jets, putting up, um, 38 points, 37 points, 48 points. So, uh, the Giants playing against an angry Bills team that wants to get back on track is going to be just a nightmare for the Giants. So we're all going with the Bills in that Sunday Night Football game. That should be very entertaining. Not so. I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Pylon Week 6. We, we, I will try. I I will uh, get this episode <laughs> we'll out because out. I know everyone wants to listen to this edition of the Pylon. So that'll do it for this week's edition. Thank you so much for listening. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. For Oscar Henderson, Jack David, Matt Corey, my name is Jada Coster. We will see you all next time.